So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. Hi, guys. I'm Jess Manuzak, and today I'm talking with Otessa on the Hysterical Women's Podcast, diving into all the stuff, business and brain and work-life balance, which I think we both know does not actually exist. Hi. Hello. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I am doing well. So, actually, let me... This is actually the first question that I was going to ask you, which is how are you? But like, no, really, how are you? Like, sure, right. Totally normal question. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm kind of restructuring some of my business revenue stuff. So my mind is mostly tangled up in business logistics, but I kind of get off on that. So it's great. That's awesome. How are um, you? How am I? Ooh, I just set myself up. Uh, <laughs> Sucker. Yeah, I know. I am. I am. So I am uh, currently dealing with some like ongoing health issues. Yeah, um, I have all of my doctor's appointments set up. This is like round four of, do you have cancer? Let us remove more parts of your body and do biopsies and find out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the last three times this year, we're fine. So Good. statistically, I'm going to be fine. So basically, it's just like my body just needs tune-ups. So this is, I'm like, it's time for your yearly tune-up, Otessa. Hmm. I relate very much to that. I actually, they thought I had growths on my thyroid no. that they thought were cancerous. And so I went in and had all the biopsies. They thought maybe sinus cancer. It was a whole thing. Um, and then, you know, luckily it turned out okay, but I know how scary it is where you're like, well, it's probably fine, but hopefully it's also fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, logically, I know it's okay, but also someone please tell me it's okay. Exactly. Exactly. So is your health good? Yeah, now it's good. I mean, thyroid stuff is like an ongoing lifelong bullshit thing, right? Oh like, God, are you in the same boat? Are we in the same boat on this one? Yeah. I mean, I'm on like all the synthroid bullshit. They had to separate my T3 from my T4 because mine was really weird. So I can't take Synthroid. They, so I, I am currently, and I know you know all about this. I, I am currently trying to get in with a fucking homeopathic someone, integrative physician, yes. because I found, you probably have the same problem, where I found that a lot of traditional uh, medical practitioners are going off of outdated thyroid levels. Yeah. And so they're like, your thyroid levels are fine. And I'm like, no, bro, they definitely are not. Like, I've been in this rodeo long enough to know. So. I went in for, and thyroid issues run in my family. And I went in multiple times. And I was like, something's not right. Something's not right. The last time I went in, and there's a lesson that I learned here, which is always request your medical records and then look at them and keep them and collate them. Yes. The last time I went in, I was like, can you please, like, again, one more time thyroid problems run in my family and like literally where my thyroid is really hurts 
Um, can you test it one more time? And I was told, you can't feel your thyroid. They did it again. Um, I was told, I got a call back. You're going to live to be 110. And then when I requested my records, I called in and the nurse was like, oh, is this about all of the thyroid trouble you've been having? And I was like, wait, excuse me, what? And she was like, uh, yeah. And I was like, okay, please send me my records. And literally, even by the old standards, it was high abnormal, high abnormal, high abnormal for years. So when I finally found someone who was like, yeah, those numbers are, are incorrect. The old numbers were up to like four or five or something like that. And they're like, no, it's like 2.9 or nothing. Like, you got to get in that range. And by the time that I found the specialist, he was like, yeah, uh, you don't have a thyroid anymore. Your body thought it was a foreign invader and it ate it which is super science fiction. Like it's gone and you can feel your thyroid. That's what you were feeling. You were feeling your body devouring your thyroid and yeah, let's get you within the new, the new levels. But the fact that the medical community hasn't adjusted for the fact that those levels are way out of date is insane. And I'm like, and I could have had another part of my body. That would have been cool. But no complaints, made the journey, so. Yeah, isn't it so frustrating that your past doctor's neglect and lack of information has now become your problem? (laughs) Yes, sadly, sadly. (laughs) And like, it's weird, the more, and I don't mean to make this like a male-female thing, but it might be that, you know, if I were doing a, a statistical analysis, it might be that I talk to more. But in my experience, the number of women with whom I speak, their experience in healthcare is that they're not being listened to. Yes. And that is incredibly frustrating. It's like you have maybe 30 seconds and you have to like plan all of your points for the first 30 seconds because after that, you might not be listened to anymore. Oh, yeah. No, they've already made up their mind. Yeah. So with your experiences with health, how have you felt not listened to or what was the situation there where it's like, no, actually, you need to be your own doctor. Yeah. So I've basically just ended up putting together my own whole binder about my own health stuff. So that's how I took control back. And it's, it's been good so far. Yes. Binders of women. Binders of women. Binders of women's bodies to be more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope all of your health, well, I mean, it's like a health journey. Once you start, it's like you constantly have to maintain, but uh, the fact that you're taking care of your health and your wellness and while it's really sucky that so much of this is falling on you. Like, I'm glad to know that it seems, well, unless if I'm incorrect, but it seems as though by taking that action of being super proactive and involved that you're feeling better. Absolutely. Well, if nothing else, right, it's the illusion of control. (laughs) I love the illusion of control. Me too. I base a lot of things around that, unfortunately. Um, So yeah, it's been really good. And I also think the more conversations that people like us have about this, the more that healthcare is bound to change, right? Like the fact that this is the status quo is not acceptable. So it's only a matter of time before the status quo shifts. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And also like a day-to-day overly optimistic person who long-term thinks the world is going to hell in a handbasket. So that really resonates. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my overarching life motto is that it's all going to work out because it has to. So like, yes, I like that. It's all going to work out because it has to. Because it has to. If it hasn't worked out, then just keep working the problem, you know? Um, So if it's all right, can I ask you another question? Absolutely. Okay. 
So what is it that people do not ask you that you wish they did? Beyond the how are you question, I think, hmm. And I know that that was your answer last time, so you don't need to come up with another one or you can marinate on it and we can come on back. Yeah. I guess it depends on what you want to focus on today because something that people don't You're ask me about. focusing on you. Oh gosh, you dork. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm a total dork. Live long is there like a, is there, <laughs> Oh my God, me too. <laughs> me too. Picard forever. Yes, thank you. Picard forever. <laughs> I will always make it so. Oh, have you had a chance to actually say that in your life? Uh, it's on my website copy. <laughs> Is it really? How did I miss yeah, that? There's a hashtag make it so Captain Picard on there somewhere. I think on my coaching page. Oh um, my God. Okay. I'm a huge nerd. Yeah. Huge nerd. Beautiful. Huge nerd. We like go to Comic-Con every year. It's real dumb. Wait, okay, so that's on my bucket. This is not about me, but going to San Diego Comic-Con is totally on my bucket list. I do like a con that like I have a, I have my own schedule of like cons that I visit, but yes, like, oh, kindred spirit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, I think the thing that people don't ask about that I think a lot of people can relate to is the fact that I've divorced my family Mm -hmm. and I divorced them, you know, five years ago. And that's been a really big thing. So that's a big one. Beyond that, I think the work that I have put in just in terms of my mental health, like, hey, how much work have you done to be a functional, bare minimum functional member of society, right? Like, <laughs> Well, first of all, be kind to yourself because you are, there is bare minimum, which is like, I don't know, it's 2 p.m. Do I have the energy to brush my teeth? Because sometimes that's really hard. I was um, like, I don't know. I've been there, man. <laughs> yeah, no. And so have I. So I'm like, you're functioning really well if you're hashtag making it so. Um, <laughs> thank you seriously though I mean like you're welcome but like legit that's amazing and also I think that the need to divorce one's family and the fact that you can choose your family and chosen families is something that's really crucial and I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with because you do not get to choose your parents you don't get to choose your family and sometimes the hand you are dealt can be really toxic. If you don't mind sharing, what was that journey like for you? And also, if you don't feel comfortable, then like, we can just leave it at that. No, I feel really comfortable with it. So kind of going back to the family divorce thing, I feel like for me, I did not have a choice, which mm-hmm. I know is a hard thing to say because all of us, I think, are really owning our own agency, right? We always have a choice. We're always in control. The toxicity kind of of my family relationships reached such a critical saturation point that walking away wasn't a decision anymore. Mm-hmm. It was the only way that I could keep surviving. And I want to be clear that a lot of the tumultuousness between my family and I was not entirely one-sided, right? Like Mm -hmm. I grew up in a really toxic environment, learning these almost like, it's almost like infectious cruelty is the Mm -hmm. best way, right? And these learned behaviors of how I treated people were awful. I have lost many close friends because I was not a good friend back. And it wasn't until I really put some intentional space between 
my family and I, more specifically my mother and I, who have always been the ones who go at it the worst because we're the most the same, mm-hmm. that I was able to really reevaluate the way I was showing up and being like, oh, actually, I don't believe that this is how I treat people. Yeah. This isn't how I want to engage with my friends. Yeah, it was it was pivotal. Probably the thing that's changed my life the most, I would say, ever. Was there, I mean, this is, my family dynamics are also unusual and have elements of toxicity. And I feel like there was a moment that actually happened relatively recently where my therapist, who is wonderful, like shout out to her, I'm really grateful <laughs> and blessed. And also it takes time finding like, the right therapist for you too. So absolutely. um, But she was really careful and intentional, but there was a moment where I felt like she finally, like there was something that she had wanted to say for a while and she lifted this veil where I realized that the defense mechanisms that I had put into place that were sufficient to get me here were no longer sufficient to get me to the next place. And when she removed the veil, and she kindly waited until she thought I was ready. It was really <laughs> scary. Yeah. And I'm a nerd. So I was like, are there any books that I can read? And she would like already knew that I was going to ask that. And like, was like, yeah, the books that you can understand, like what is happening in your family. And the more I read them, because I, w- I was starting to experience a lot of cognitive dissonance of like, well, this thing happened, but no, it's okay because blah, 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 blah. And she was like, you are turning yourself into a pretzel to like, make this work but if this happened to someone else how would you feel if this happened to someone else yeah and then I was like "Ooh, if this were happening to someone else I would be like that's not right but I wasn't ready to hear any of that until a certain point so (laughs) for you was there like a certain point where and it could be like the straw that broke the camel's back or it could be like a moment where that veil was lifted and you were like I only have one course of action this is a really big part of my story. So four, five years ago, I was just so clinically depressed, so depressed, so sick, anxious. I was lashing out at people. I was not happy. Everyone knew about it. Mm -hmm. I finally one day had gotten into a really big fight with my husband who, I mean, we've been in love for 14 years. So it's been a minute. And congratulations on that. Thank you. That is amazing. Yeah, it's a trip, man. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we got into a big fight, and I will never, ever forget the look in his eye when he looked at me and he put up his hands and he said, Jess, I don't know what to do anymore. And he left. And in 14 years, he had never once left. And I said, Okay, if I am driving away my favorite person in the universe, then I need to do some work. I called my insurance that day and I said, hey, I need to check myself into the mental hospital. How do I do that? And she talked me through it and she asked if I needed an ambulance sent. And I said, no, I could drive myself. But then when you get there, it's this whole rigmarole where you actually have to call and check back in with your insurance company. Otherwise, they will send an ambulance to your house, which I think is a pretty cool built-in thing of the system. Say what you will about insurance, but good job on that follow-up, guys. Yeah. 